statistical, so unpredictable, here on SNL Stats. Yes, that is right. SNL Stats is back for another week of off-week content. My name is John Schneider, and I am so excited to be with some very special guests tonight doing our By the Numbers show uh, if you haven't checked out last week's show, we had four of our super fans led by Sammy K. We also had Bill, Haskell, and Haynes. They decided to go back and analyze a bunch of digital shorts, hand out some awards. It was a really, really fun show. So if you haven't checked that out for our super fan takeover, go back and check out last week's show. And next week, I am very excited to announce for the first time, we are going to be doing some live trivia that will be taking place next Sunday, Sunday, March 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern. So if you're listening to that now, uh, mark your calendars for next Sunday. It'll be really fun. You can come and join us in the chat. And we have a couple teams competing for live trivia. So a little bit more on that at the end of the podcast. But let's focus on what is happening tonight. Tonight, we're going to go over all the numbers, all the analytics. I mean, this is SNL stats and talk about everything that's happened in the last five episodes of SNL. And I am so excited to do that with the guy who does that with me every single time he goes through the numbers and he crunches them for you mike murray our snl screen time and stat guru how are you doing mike i'm doing well john thanks for having me back a uh, pleasure how you doing what's what's up with you we haven't heard from you in uh, about two months uh not much i mean we got uh we got some good episodes in 2021 and the data set has grown so that means we can analyze it and see what's going on Yes, yes, exactly. And I'm really excited to, to see all the numbers and if there are a lot of changes that happened between 2020 and 2021. And I'm excited to break it down with somebody who hasn't been with us on the By the Number shows before, but has been with us for a bunch of roundtables. He is an expert in all things SNL. He's an actor, a host, an improv and sketch producer. Dave Buckman, welcome to the By the Number show. How are you? Thanks for having me again, John. I love it here. Uh, we're always happy to have you. What's new with you? We haven't heard from you uh, in a few weeks. Yeah, um, things have been going well. Uh, Cold Town Theater getting back on its feet. We're looking for a new venue for next year. We have uh, Austin Sketch Fest coming up in April, uh, an online version of a sketch festival. We got um, uh, awesome headliners, Kevin Pollack and Otsko Akatska and uh, Meg Statler going to do some online shows for us as well as some UCB uh, troops and uh, Second City troops. So we're excited. We're excited to uh, still be online and hope to be back in person uh, doing stuff this summer. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm sure a lot of uh, theaters all around the country feel the same way. So it's it's really nice that, uh, you know, we're making a little bit of progress towards getting things uh, back to normal. Uh, Dave, I know that you are down in Texas, I believe. Mm -hmm. And Texas was like yep. a little rough. Uh, they had, you know, had some things happen in the last few weeks. Everything OK with you and your family? We're all good now. Yeah, it was rough. We went 75 hours without uh, electricity uh, in the cold. And that was that was an adventure for me and my wife and our cats. But uh, we survived and uh, we're thriving now. So <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what we want to hear. Um, so let's get to it. So for those who haven't joined us for a by the number show before Mike does something really cool. He decides he looks at the cast and he watches the shows and he says, Hey, you know, some people might find certain sketches funny. Some people might hate the same sketches, but what can we all agree on is objective numbers and take a look at who's doing well on the show, which cast members are getting screen time and which cast members are in important roles. And he has come up with a ranking system to rank the cast members based on how well they're doing during the current season. So Mike, let me bring you in. If you don't mind for people who haven't heard from you before and don't know about your rankings and, and maybe, uh, you know, Dave is joining us for the first time. Maybe he wants to hear a little bit more too. Tell us about your rankings and how you go about them. 
All right, it's it's pretty simple. It's uh it's based on two main metrics. One is screen time, and then the second is appearances. So what I do is I just count how many times they appear in the show, and if they have if they're a lead role, supporting role, small role, or an off-screen role, like a voiceover. And so they get their own independent values. I just tabulate all those together. They get a percentage of that ultimate value. Then I average that in with their screen time percentage, which is the entire show um, minus musical performances, commercials, intro, goodnights. And um, I get a, take a percentage of how much they were on screen for that episode, take that number, take it with the appearance number, average them together, and then that's their score. Yeah, and we have made some adjustments over the season. Like we have weighted, uh, you know, things that are happening in prime time. So anything that happens, you know, pre or during update, that's prime time because you have a lot of viewers that are watching the episode then. And some people turn off the show after update even. So we consider, you know, you getting a role pre-update as a more important role. So little adjustments like that. We've also added a bonus if someone comes out as a recurring character or recurring impression, because that's a sign that the show is willing to trust you to bring out a character that they've seen before or trust you with a political impression or something like that that they've done before. So those are things that are important to note. I think that the first thing that we're going to do, Mike, as you told me, was you wanted me to bring up the current rankings that we have have after you know the first uh is it what are we at now we're at 14 episodes 14, yep. yeah the first 14 episodes of the season so we're going to take a look at those rankings let me bring those up on screen all right so we divided these rankings up into two there you go okay so these rankings are up on screen. We divided them in two. We did the top half and the bottom half. So if you are watching the video on YouTube now, you'll see the top half of the rankings. So Dave, as I uh, let me bring you in here to talk about this. We see that we have our average is about 57.41 for the rankings. I'm going to read out some of the numbers for the people who are listening on audio. So we have Kate, who's at the highest. She's at 102.6. Beck at 96.6. Keenan at 89.4. 80, 78.4. Uh, Colin, 75.4, Mikey, 72.7, Cecily, 69.2, Ego, 67.1, Che, 63.1, Pete, 60.4, and Heidi at 59.8. Our average is about 57. So all these cast members are above average. Are there any cast members that stand out to you from this list? Uh, well, yeah, certainly because uh, Adi and Cecily were gone for so long that they just kind of bounced right back in there. And I would expect Pete and Heidi to be higher, but I guess uh, compared to these uh, legends, uh, their ranking goes down a little bit. Um, I thought uh, I'd seen a lot more of them recently. Surprised to see Adi and Cecily so high with uh, the amount of shows that they missed. So I'll note that I didn't. Um, I put a little note at the bottom. I know it's small on the screen here, but that I didn't um, count the episodes. They oh, were offsite against them to get a more realistic number about you know when they're on the show, what do they usually score? Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes a lot more sense now because when they're there, they're, 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 in, they're large and in charge. So of course these are all their lead actors and most of the sketches, these are all people that write for themselves and, uh, um, have recurring characters to play. So, and, uh, front loaded in those, uh, cold opens as well. 
For sure. And I mean, if you were going to look at our current cast, we have 20 cast members right now, and a lot of people are complaining about cast size, right? So you said, what happens if we cut the cast in half? Like, mm -hmm. it, you know, and there's a lot of ways to do that. You could pick your favorites, you could do it by longevity. But if you were going to do it simply by objectively, how well are they doing on the show? These are your top 10 cast members for the season. So Mike, is there anyone here that you want to particularly highlight as impressive that they are above our average for the season? Well, I'll know too that um, uh, Jost and Shay, they always, unless they're in a the sketch, they always get just one lead appearance for that episode. But um, Jost's uh, screen time is just so much more than, than Shay. I have Jost at 74 minutes and Shay at right under 60 minutes. So that's the reason for that. I guess yeah, I, um, I, I like to see, um, I, I'll, I'll just point out Keenan that like Keenan is in season 18 and he is, if you look at, any given sketch, he's the most likely to make an appearance. So the fact that Keenan's top three in season 18 clearly hasn't lost his fastball. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's that's very true. And and look, uh, this is our top 10. I want to bring up our bottom 10 because this is a good conversation starter as we start to get like deeper into the numbers. But just I'll read out the top 10 one more time for anyone who's listening on audio. So we have Kate, Beck, Keenan, AD, Jost, Mikey, Cecily, Ego, Che, Pete, and then Heidi coming in at number 10. So I'm going to bring up our bottom 10, which will be interesting to see because there are some people in the bottom 10 who have been performing on the show for a while now. And we would like to talk about them. So we have our bottom 10 up on screen, and these are people who are under average. So we have Chris Red, who's at a 49.8. Remember, the average is 57. Kyle Mooney, 45.9. Chloe, 43.1. Bowen, 41.2. Moffitt, 38.9. Melissa, 26.4. Dismukes, 25. Lauren, 23. And Punky at 19.5. So those are our three feature players all at the bottom. Dave, what stands out to you here? Well, to me, obviously, Alex is so low uh, and Melissa uh, so low, giving their tenure, uh, how long they've been on the show so far. They um, And Kyle, certainly. Um, Kyle's very uh, relegated to a lot of 10 to 1 uh, sketches and um, <laughs> uh, sketches cut for time. It's going to be Kyle's uh, wheelhouse. Um, yeah, uh, certainly, you know, Melissa, under 30, is heartbreaking um seeing that she's been there for five years um but you know when you have a cast of 20 it's plus uh plus jim carrey plus maya rudolph plus uh, uh alec baldwin that's that's what's going to happen and uh you know i'm i'm not surprised just uh saddened <laughs> for sure for sure um mike what stands out to you here in our in our bottom half of the cast um i feel like I see. I like Chloe a lot this this season, so I, I would have probably pegged her right around average. So I'm surprised to see her lower, but um, I think she's been doing well lately. And if she gets another like cold open anchor, then that'll you know bode well for her. But I mean, I don't really see any surprises here. But I to I feel like Chloe and Bowen in their second year, they're if you look at the numbers, they're like about double what the new rookies are. So that makes sense too. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's a very good point. Something to point out for our second year players that they are slowly coming up the rankings. And then you would assume that in gear three, those guys would be uh, above average. But I would say that the one thing that surprises me, and it's, it's not surprising based on what we've seen. But Mike, when we last spoke in January, we had just come off this whole um, Moffitt is now playing Biden thing. 
And that was something that was like, okay, we would expect that in your rankings, when we meet again in two months, Moffat will be above average. And clearly he hasn't been. He's seeing some screen time, but it's not enough. I think we're going to get into that a little bit more later. But Dave, do you have a comment there about, you know, Alex still being in the bottom five, even though he's playing our president now? Yeah, well, Biden really hasn't done much to warrant a sketch. Uh, so um, until Biden uh, messes up uh, or has some sort of scandal or some sort of like a, a dominant news story other than fix everything, I don't know uh, what they would write a sketch about um, at this point. Um, yeah, that, w- that would lead off. I, you know, I'm still waiting for that. And now I'm message from the president of the United States to see Alex come up there and, and open open the season, or open the show. But I don't think um, there's anything yet. Uh, Except for the fact that he hasn't done a news conference yet. I think that might pop up uh, hopefully in the next couple of weeks uh, of new shows. Yeah, Mike, do you want to touch on that at all? Sure. I mean, he was our prime, uh, you know, buy low, sell high candidate last time because of um, the Biden appearance. But I mean, I'll, I'll point out that we have Maya Rudolph coming up. So it'd be a great, you know, Kamala and Joe um, chance right there. But I mean, Alex Moffat, I mean, if there if he was told you're going to be the president in the cast, then um, he could probably count on a lot of those appearances. But like Dave said, there probably hasn't been much or to mine for Biden yet to really, you know, force it. We just got five years of Alec Baldwin Trump, basically every cold open. So now if we don't have to do it, president cold open, then, you know, why force it? But Alex Moffat, I would I think in general, Biden aside, like he could get more of those, you know, Tucker Carlson or characters like that, that he doesn't just have to be waiting in the wings to play Biden. Yeah. Yeah. I think that if you were, you know, we recommended buying Moffitt stock last time. And I think you got lucky if you didn't buy it, then you could still buy it now. Cause I think that <laughs> he will go up eventually. Um, so our bottom 10, once again, is Chris, Kyle, Chloe, Bowen, Alex, Melissa, Dismukes, Lauren, and Punky. So that's our bottom 10 in the rankings right now. But you know, when we spoke in, you know, the last episode uh, of a round table and we talked about, you know, these five episodes, I think one of the themes that most of the panelists brought up was that this stuff that happened in the fall really felt like a different season almost. And I said, I really don't remember another season like that, where it almost felt like there was a 46A and a 46B, just the feelings of the episode felt different. And, you know, certainly an election had to do with that a lot. But I just felt like the, I don't know, there was something about the episodes that felt different. So one of the things I wanted to do with Mike was, let's look at the numbers. Let's see what has changed between 2020 and 2021. So I'm going to bring up some charts to discuss that with you guys right now. I will say in the meantime, I've been uh, watching uh, a lot of old uh, seasons on uh, Peacock, and I just uh, I was just finished season uh, seven, and uh, season seven is Michael O'Donoghue got fired as the head writer uh, right after the Christmas episode, and there is such a seven A and seven B stark difference of writing style, energy, fun. Uh, it's, it's literally literally between night and day. Right. So, so the major difference there is there was a change in, I guess, the production of the show. So, but this, this, we didn't have that. This, we just had maybe cast members coming and going. And then we also had an election. So it'll be interesting to take a look at that. So let me bring that up. Let's bring up our next chart that we're going to take a look at from Mike tonight. And that is 
the season A versus season B chart that Mike sent me. So Mike, I have a bunch of numbers up on screen. Can you break down this chart for me and for the people who are listening on audio, what we're seeing in the differences for the cast members between the fall and now? Sure. So uh, I have a column of the cast members and then they have their average as of right now after 14 episodes. Next column, which says first nine, it's that season A that you're calling. It's 2020 of 40, uh, season 46 and then the last five. And then I did a percentage change between the two of them. So you can really tell, wow. you know, who's really booming and who's busting. So that's, um, of course, you got Dismukes at the top because he was so low in the beginning. So anything for him is a big um, change. But then at the bottom, you have Lauren Holt, who's also a rookie who was, you know, in some cold opens, you know, Karen Pence and things like that. And um, she's seen a big, you know, uh, fall with uh, 80 coming back and other uh, things like that. So that's what this uh, this chart is. So, so Dave, when, when Mike sent me this earlier, I was, um, th this was fascinating for me because right away, when you start with, here are our rankings, we see that people like Dismukes and people like Moffat are at the bottom of the rankings. They're in the bottom five, but the percentage increase in their average ranking in mm -hmm. 2021 is so much higher, even though Moffat's not even playing Biden. So uh, I was holding onto that nugget until we brought up this chart. But what does that say to you that we have, you know, our biggest changes in some of the people that are the lowest of the rankings in 2021? It just shows you how much time is being taken up by Baldwin and Jim Carrey, honestly. Uh, I, uh, those were the folks that were suffering the most from in those first nine episodes. Um, uh, certainly not taking up 13 minutes of airtime at the top of the show uh allows other people to kind of um get the writer's uh, attention free attention certainly andrew's benefiting from that and alex of course we, we knew he would get a little more screen time as a result being a senior was i'm sad about melissa still all the way down the bottom uh having little screen time on this back five that seems uh a, a, that seems criminal and heidi is very shocking as well i maybe that's a result of kate coming back uh or i'm um, sorry cecily coming back and uh, taking over a lot of those uh um uh and sketches those are the things that stand out to me certainly chloe's on the way up and cecily coming back strong yeah yeah definitely i mean i think that obviously the cecily and 80 factor like them coming back into being regular parts of our show have mm -hmm. an impact on what we're seeing here because if you look at the bottom of the chart for anyone who's listening on audio um you know our bottom three is heidi melissa and lauren people who have the average has gone down in 2021. Heidi's 16 or almost 17% lower, uh, an average ranking score in 2021. Melissa is almost 21.5% uh, lower, and Lauren is 57.5% lower. Um, obviously, a lot of comparisons between Lauren and 80. So you would think that there was a direct correlation there. We'll put a pin in that and talk about that in a little bit. But then at the top, you know, the top three, the people who have really stepped up. Actually, I'll, I'll make it a four. So we have four in 2021. Um, Cecily, obviously, um, you know, we only count the episodes she was in. But, you know, in the episodes she was in, she's 40% higher. Um, Mikey is 46, almost 47% higher. Alex is 61.5% higher. And Dismukes is 91.5% higher in the episodes in 2021. Um, double the screen time. I know. It, it's it's crazy. Um but it, you know what's great is is people were asking us, especially on some of the live shows we were doing. They were saying, uh, "Hey, you know, is Andrew going to make it?" And I said, "Yes, a hundred percent." I mean, he was a writer; he came in, they know him, um, and you know, it, you got to give him some time. So in the first nine episodes, yeah, he was only getting 
18.86 rankings, but now he's doubling his rankings. So I think it's it's true what Mike says when you looked at people like Bowen and Chloe who are in their second years, like as you progress, the natural thing is that you're going to continue to grow. I think where we're seeing that not happen is with people like Melissa and Heidi and maybe even potentially Ego if this continues, where some of the older cast members or cast members who've been around for a while stick around even past this year, that would be an issue. Um, Mike, let me bring you in. Anything else from this chart you would like to talk about? Um, I'll, I'll just point out that if someone had a really strong start, um, that would obviously count against them um, for the second half if they were just kind of uh, flatlined. So, like, you know, we, we still see plenty, plenty of Beck and Kate, but they were just dominating the first, um, the 2020 portion of the season. So the fact that we have all 20 cast members there and there's, you know, more to go around, that's why we're seeing them drop. Doesn't mean they're doing poorly. This, the, um, the purpose of this chart is not who's, you know, doing poorly or, or who's doing better, but just that what is the difference between season 46A and 46B? Um, so I'll point that out, but. Other than that, I would I expected a lot more from Punky. I'll just point her out. Like I think when we talked last time, John, that I was like I was really um, into buying low on Punky, but then we haven't really seen too much of a change. Hers is one of the most similar scores, going from about nineteen to about twenty and a half. So like only a nine percent change. Right. It's really uh, it's really nothing and. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you talked about Caden Beck. They're both in the red as far as losing uh, ranking points this time. But like you said, they were just absolutely hitting home runs all of 46A. Um, so that's important to, to point out. So next up, we're going to bring up a chart and we're going to talk about prime time percentage. So, Mike, can you explain exactly what this means for the viewers? Sure. This is one of the uh, additions I made to my um, analysis this year was weighting prime time percentage higher. So when I do the actual rankings, so we looked at the last two charts, that number is indicative of, like I said, appearances and screen time. But when I do the math, I take the screen the, uh, the, the screen time um, number, I take the prime time and I, I weight it in at one and a quarter. So just to give it a bump, because as you mentioned, John, that like, you know, we, we, you know, I, my fiance will be asleep by update. So, um, you know, if you're seeing, if you're watching the show live and you see the cold open, you see the first sketch and, you know, if, if you don't go on YouTube and look for the cut for time sketch or the 10 to one sketch, you'll probably never see it ever. So, but everyone's seeing the cold open and hopefully up to week, um, update if you're watching live. So I, I labeled that prime time as between the cold open and update. Yeah, so this is interesting because we saw that, like, for example, somebody like Dismukes had, uh, you know, 91% increase in his ranking in the second half of the season, but his primetime percentage is near the bottom. So for those listening along, you know, Colin and Michael are always going to be in primetime if they're always on updates. 100% of their screen time is primetime. But then next up, we have Cecily, who's at about 80%, Heidi, who's at almost 80%, Chloe, who's at 77.5, Bowen is at 77.5. Some players mm -hmm. that are interesting to talk about who are at the bottom of some charts, but this chart, they're at the top. So, Dave, what stands out to you here where we have some players who are at almost 80% of their screen time is pre-update? Yeah, so these do these these don't count update at all? Uh, these do count... Uh... Desk cold, cold open through update. So, so yeah, yeah, excuse me. Cold open through update. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what I'm looking at right now is a list of the people who do recurring weekend update uh, um, rants, uh, um, desk pieces, set pieces. What do we call them? Um, I guess uh, course correspondence. No, those would be that would be calling a Michael. Um, I guess characters. Yeah. <laughs> update characters uh, and uh, people who populate the um, the opening sketches. Of course, you know, uh, you, Lauren had one update. Pete had, has done, only done one this season, I think. And everybody else on that list, except for Melissa, who's done a couple update pieces, but usually she only gets like a line or two in the episode. So, of course, her ranking is going to be a lot more lower. And we haven't seen anything on the desk from uh, Punky or Andrew um, uh, uh, lately. So uh, that makes sense to me. I mean, this list definitely makes sense to me. These are your impressionists. These are the people who are the characters. Um, and these are the people that are uh, doing the political stuff up top. Uh, so it, it, this list makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think one really standout on this list is, is near the bottom of the list. I mean, our bottom five, we have Melissa at 64, uh, Alex at 61, Ego at 57, almost 58, Andrew 47.8, Punky 43.8. Um, is the Ego line. Ego at 57.7. So um, the big talk this season on all of the roundtables, you know, when I say, like, who stood out to you for this episode? It's always Ego. Ego's so impressive. Mm -hmm. Everything she's doing, she's clearly on the rise. But yet most of her, I would say, uh, you know, compared to the other cast members, you know, she's getting 43% of her screen time is happening after update. So it's interesting that it's, you know, for, for us, we're the super fans. We're the ones that are going to watch all the way till 1am, but you know, we may be a small segment of the SNL viewership. And I wonder if Ego, because she's getting so much screen time, post update compared to everybody else maybe it hits differently and she doesn't make as much of an impact because of that um mike did you want to comment on that um one good uh, thing to talk about with ego is that she's so versatile and is in pre-tapes in live sketches um she's in everything but update so since she is in a lot of the show uh that will probably be in uh it will be indicated on this chart that um, like you said, 43% um, after update is definitely uh, notable, but I think it's because she's used all the time where some of the people we're seeing at the top are are only used in the first half of the show and she's used in all of it. Um, it, it is surprising though. I would have I would have thought that some of her more memorable sketches, like I think the last, was it the Nick, Nick Jonas show that she had her, um, her pre-tape, the murder show pre-tape was in there and also the... Um, Dion uh, Loco, the, the Loco. Um, oh, you're okay. exactly. Yeah. And their uh, Reggae Jean Page episode. What that was, you know, that's a pre-update example. But other than that, like, yeah, like the Dion Warwick was after update, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. So, so Dave, I guess, you know, Dion Warwick is her, you know, if Ego stopped being on the show tomorrow, I think that's her big character that a lot of people are going to remember, even though we've always seen it twice. It's because, you know, the, the stuff that's happened on social media and the interaction with Dion Warwick, and it's, it's been an impactful sketch, but the fact that they put it post update may be less meaningful to the overall public. Any comments on that or anything else you see on this chart? Yeah. I mean, Ego is, is, uh, fantastic uh, straight woman she's a fantastic character player so yeah she does a lot of sketches and she writes a lot of sketches that's where her wheelhouse is um she, i wish she was on update a lot more um because i know she has a lot of uh sketches uh characters we haven't seen yet um yeah uh mikey uh sketches tend to go up front uh beck and kate are always in the uh, cold opening even if uh baldwin or jim carrey were there we tended to see beck and kate in them 
that makes a lot of sense. Heidi's on the show throughout, and she does more update characters uh, than anybody, her ancestry. So that, again, makes sense. And, and Dave, it's a great segue, because the next thing that we're going to talk about is Weekend Update, um, because we want to know, basically, you know, of all the cast members' screen time, how much of it is actually during Weekend Update? So let me bring that up for you guys to take a look at. All right, Mike. So a lot of numbers over here. I'm, we're going to talk a little bit about weekend updates. So tell the viewers what they're looking at. Sure. So um, we have the cast and we have how many appearances um, they've had on update this season. Obviously, Jost and Jay have anchor update together. They've been in all 14 episodes, so their number is 14. Um, after that is their, um, their total um, screen time that they've had on mm -hmm. update. Um, so Again, Jost and Shays is going to be the same for the next column, which is their time for the entire season. And then I divide that by their, uh, their update time by the total and get how much of their screen time is during update. And I'll point out, I did not include, for the sake of this podcast, the village people backup dancers for the, that one because it was, you know, they didn't speak. They just were behind Keen. And so I didn't include that. So I subtracted that from their totals. It was uh, two minutes and 43 seconds about, I think, was their uh the backup village people so they're not on here i didn't include that but everything else is their appearance on it um big or small and then i did the same math i do for my rankings for the last column just to see who is like really the true mvp of update other than the hosts yeah that looks like heidi and kate they seem to come on one of them at least once an episode uh, so, so right that... here is uh it's ranked i i sorted it by the ranking um, meaning that I'm counting appearances and screen time. So Kate has had the most screen time other than Che and Jost, but she's um, had less appearances than Heidi. Heidi's had the most with five this season. Mm -hmm. Well, Dave, I think the crazy thing here is, you know, we, we talked about Melissa and, and we said, you know, like it's, it's really hard to believe that Melissa is still at the bottom five of the rankings. Um, but this is, this is a crazy number that if you look in the column that's percentage of screen time, we have Melissa and it's basically saying 25% of the time that she appears on SNL, she's on update. Um, and Heidi is is 31% of the time she's on update. So basically, these women who have been um, very unfortunately not given the roles in sketches that we would love to, to for them to get, they're actually trying to just make their way on update compared to the sketches. Yeah, I think uh, well, I, that, that's where we tend to see them. That's where they tend to shine is those uh, update pieces. Uh, Kate, Keenan, Melissa, and Heidi all have recurring characters Uh on update uh that we love to see and mac and cecily as well uh and less extent to everybody else in the cast uh you know we get pete on as himself every once in a while but he hasn't really done it all that much but yeah uh melissa's things that you remember her for this year are her update pieces uh i'd say heidi would be in that same boat but she's so versatile and she's as well that uh she's a go-to uh, uh cast member in a lot of sketches um, um, even in the uh, cold opens as well, uh, recently. Yeah, Mike, here, here's an interesting question and, and maybe it's a good point of, of conversation to, to really kick things off about, about this chart is, um, what would you say you would look for if you are a cast member who's on SNL, what percentage of your screen time is the right amount of screen time? to be on update. Like I see Kate at 18%. Should, is that the right number? Like should Heidi and Melissa be saying, okay, we only want 18% of our screen time to be on update. 
I look at the middle. I look at the median. I'd say, you know, between 15 and 20 is good. I mean, I, I wouldn't, if I was in the cast, I'd, I'd want to be on update. I definitely wouldn't say, oh, I want to be in more things and not be an update. Um, but you don't want it to be your only thing. But if you're really good at it, like Heidi and Melissa and Pete are like, they're always great on update. So if you're getting a lot of time on that, I think that's that's absolutely fine. Uh, but yeah, I, I just look at the median. I'd say like where Pete is, is great. Like 16 and the 16 and change where Pete is. Um, that means he's in pre-tapes, he's in sketches, but you know, he does make an impact when he's on update. So I, I would probably look there. Um, but I think Heidi and Melissa is, and, Ke- and Keenan, I mean, Keenan's and everything, but he's still about 20% on update because they're just prolific update, um, sketch players. So they, they just show up on update. Um, and we, we have Ke- uh, Keenan and Melissa, oh, sorry, Keenan and Kate at four and Heidi at five. And Pete, yeah. has done, Pete has appeared as himself three times, and Melissa has appeared as herself twice. So um, that was I count that as, as recurring parts. Also, the a lot of uh, the recurring characters that happen on Saturday Night Live these days happen on Weekend Update. There's not a lot. There's not. I mean, there's a lot of um, sketch formats that get repeated, but there's not a lot of recurring characters that happen anymore uh, in sketches. Uh, they're very far and few between, and most of them happen on weekend updates. So I imagine going forward for the rest of the season, if this truly is Pete's last run or Beck's last run or 80 or Kate or Keenan's last run, we're going to get a lot more of those weekend update characters coming back for their final hurrah because that's where they live. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and Mike, you, you said, you know, between 15 and 20 is the right area that we're looking for. So just for anyone who's listening along, um, you know, the people between 15 and 20, we have Bowen, who's 15 and a half. Chris is 15 and a half. Uh, Pete is about 16. Moffitt is about 16. Cecily is 17. Kate is 18. Keenan is 19. And uh, that would be it. So th- those would be the people that would be in that area. And that's something we should track as we move forward to see who's in between that 15 to 20 percent range uh next time we get together for all this okay so what we're going to talk about next is you know something we brought up before which was that some cast members were not with us for the first half of the season the main one being 80 who really only appeared in the premiere and then didn't premiere for the rest of 2020 and then we had her back for these five episodes so mike one of the things that you put on twitter which you're a great follow because you put out all these stats that I find fascinating is who was impacted the most by 80 returning to the show. So let me bring up that chart over here. How fun. Yeah. So nerdy. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So Mike, break this down for me. So let's talk about the average scores with 80 and without 80. All right, so that's exactly what it is. Um, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I said, so tell me what's on the chart. <laughs> um, I, I took everyone's average in those episodes uh, that she was in, like you said, the premiere, and then maybe like the past five or six. Um, I, and then I did the ones that she was not there for and then compared them. So again, this is a percentage change that's on the far right column. Um, and so these are the ones that were um, most impacted in a positive way of 80s absence so this is a uh these people were the winners um for 80 not being there um i i did that i did this with cecily i did them with with both of them the couple of episodes they were both off off um you know studio 8h so these are these are the cast members who got really uh you know a a a boom for having not 
80 in the, in, in the studio. So it's, it's, uh, I don't think it'll surprise anybody that the, the top four are, are female cast members. We have Lauren being the biggest winner, having not eight, not competing with 80, and then Melissa, Heidi, and Kate behind her. And they're all, they're all decently significant. I mean, those four I just listed are all over 33% cha- um, change. Yeah. Yeah. Dave, what stands out to you here? Uh, you know, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people on this chart, Lauren, Melissa, Heidi, Kate, Pete, Beck, and Cecily, and mm-hmm. their impacts with and without 80. Yeah. Five at five out of seven of them are women. So that makes a lot of sense. Obviously Lauren, uh, everybody's comparing her, I guess, because of uh, body type. We don't really have a sense of her personality yet. So we don't even know if her personality or characters or anything like 80s, but obviously everybody would be comparing Lauren to 80 as a, as a prospective uh, replacement. So that makes a lot of sense. Melissa, obviously, also benefiting from uh, the lack of um, Melissa and probably Cecily at the same time uh, uh, being missing uh, would also get a lot more stage time. I'm surprised it has any effect on Peter Beck whatsoever, but um, it's very interesting that they're, that they're in there before, say, Chloe or anybody like that. Yeah, Mike, do you have any any other variables that could factor in why a Pete or Beck may be affected by an 80 uh, appearing or not? I mean, I, I just included them because um, for this exact reason, because it could spark conversation of, you know, why would why would that be impacted by 80? And um, I maybe it's uh, I, I have a chart in the works that I'll probably bring for next time of um, cast members who work together um, the most. And so, you know, I've I couldn't probably name a, a great Pete 80 combo sketch. So that could be maybe the reason is, you know, I, I we, there's not a lot of work being done between 80 and Pete or uh, maybe 80 and Beck. So when she's not there, maybe their pieces are, you know, get jumped up a little bit that they can um, make it to to air. Hmm. Very interesting. Okay. Um, all right. So let's talk, you know, you know, we, we attributed a lot of things to 80 returning and the different reasons why uh, people would have been uh, improving or, or declining in 2021. But let's talk about the appearances. And Mike, specifically, you know, what is the chance of a cast member appearing in a given segment? Uh, you know, we'll, we'll bring up those charts and we'll talk about them right now. Cool. And while, while we wait, I'll also say that 80, Cecily and Kate, who have been castmates together for, you know, nine years, almost the longest tenure, not including, you know, Keenan and someone else or Seth Myers and Fred Armisen or something is that I, I crunched this right before um, we went to air that Kate, 80 and Cecily average 16 minutes and four seconds of screen time per episode. Mm-hmm. So of the episode, that's 25% of a show and um, Ego, Heidi, Melissa, Chloe, Lauren and Punky, the other female cast members average 13 minutes and 50 seconds, which is, 22 percent so if they leave that means there's just so much such a vacuum for space right there because kate 80 and cecily again outweigh every other female cast member combined yeah yeah for sure so the numbers seem to track um so tell me let's talk about appearances and the percentages uh that's the chart that we have up on screen right now mike tell me what you see over here now i base this on uh basically available appearances so if you were in uh available in the cast that week i just combined all the segments that happened during those shows so all the sketches and pre-tapes plus all the weekend updates monologues and cold opens so um obviously ad bryant Cecily strong keenan and chris who are off um for two episodes 
that they weren't um, in studio. And then I just divided those. So this is basically telling us what is the likelihood that this cast member will appear in sketch X or segment X because I included update and the monologue. Um, and then at the top of the list, I think it will surprise no one. Uh, we have Keenan. So if you're listening then you, and you can't see it, then I would say that if you turn on SNL and no matter what's happening, as long as it's not a musical performance, there is a 41% chance that Keenan Thompson will make an appearance. Yeah, <laughs> it seems it seems obvious, but it is interesting to see because 41% chance is a large number for a 20-person cast that you know that in any given sketch, uh, Keenan's going to appear 41% of the time. Uh, but, you know, this, this is a large list. Uh, uh, Keenan, Beck, Cecily, Kate, and Ego are top five. Bottom five is Melissa at 17 and a half. Uh, then Lauren, Punky, uh, and then Shay and Joe's two are on update. Mm. Uh, Dave, anything stand out to you on this list? Well, obviously, Keenan and Beck and uh, Cecily and Kate all um, uh, are the leads in a lot of sketches. And you got Ego and Mikey, who are so versatile uh, that they're going to uh, be the sidekick in a lot of those sketches as well. Um, yeah, uh, I'm surprised. Again, I'm surprised to see Heidi so low uh, because she, she seems like she's everywhere. And Pete has really stepped up a lot this season um, in terms of screen time. Uh, um, and having more and more things to do and actually having acting roles to do and a lot of pre-tapes. So I'm surprised he's as low as he is. But again, uh, when you have Kate there and Cecily, I mean, there's just, those first four, five, six are so like such strong performers um, and such strong writers as well. Um, they're going to knock out of the park and Keenan is just always a go-to no matter what. He finds, him, he finds himself in a lot of sketches where he doesn't even need to be there uh, for the screen time, he's just there to make sure the screen, the, the sketch doesn't go off the rails. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's surprising if he's like going back and forth from taping Keenan to SNL, why they would plug him into a six person sketch where it's just three couples talking, but that's, that's his value is, uh, you can plug him into that kind of thing with 20 minutes of rehearsal. He's still going to get us all his laughs. Yeah, it's it's such a great point. And I do think that this is like if you are nerdy about stats and you want to see, OK, like is a cast member doing well on a given night or not? Um, you can print out this type of chart and take a look and basically do the math on your own. It's not a crazy thing to do, which is OK, out of all the appearances tonight, I know we have some listeners who, who count the amount of appearances that a cast member was in on a given night. I think, Mike, this is a great cheat sheet for somebody to say, OK, if Keenan comes in on a given night at under 41 percent maybe that's not a great night for him do you agree with what i'm saying mm. totally i mean it, it's definitely a way to uh um you know just just get to the the easiest you know chart it's just i mean it's it's like basically you know betting odds i could i could put money lines on this is like you know before a sketch starts you know who do you think is going to show up in this sketch or this segment and with no knowledge of it i think 80% or 90% of people listening would say, um, well, I, I'll bet on Keenan. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think that's great. And then I think if you're talking about the feature players, you do the same thing. If, if you see that Punky's appearing in more than 16% of, uh, you know, the sketches in a given episode, then yeah, this may be trending up for her. So these are things to watch as we move forward. I also think that, you know, 80 and Kyle being as low as they are, um, is 80, 80 at uh, 30.3 and Kyle at 22.6. Well, not even there's that, but 80 at one, two, three, four, five, six, seventh place and Kyle in what looks like 10th place. Um, uh, as long as far as they've been on the show, uh, 
they should be higher, um, but they're not. Uh, so I think that, uh, again, if you saw Keenan in sixth or seventh place, you'd be like, well, why is he still on the show? Uh, you know what I mean? So there's a reason Keenan's there and looking at 20 years soon uh, because he's he's number one on this list. <laughs> Oh, for sure. And I and I think that, you know, it's it's something for someone like Kyle to think about, you know, only getting 22.6% of screen time, yet he's been around since what, 2013. Um, so it's it's really a, a crazy sight. Um, Mike, you sent me a related chart that I'm going to bring up. We'll talk about in a second. Sure. And I'll, and I'll point out about the previous one that it wasn't screen time based at all. It just it just X amount of segments that have been on this season. And then cross with X amount of physical appearances they made in those segments. Mm-hmm. So some of those some of those people have, you know, made a very they had a very small appearance, and some people were the lead of it. Those were counted equally. So mm-hmm. um, my overall ranking, we talked about the top of the show um, tonight, was um, factors in everything. So that to me, that's like the true metric. You don't have to like you know get into the numbers. You can just look at that, and it'll tell you everything you need to know. But with that last chart, it's just that if there's a segment coming up, what are the chances this person's going to appear in any way Mm -hmm. physically, you know, be on screen? So that's what that one was. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, So let's talk about this next one, Mike. Can you explain to me what we're seeing in this chart? Sure. This is um, just two, two things right here. The cast member and a percentage. The percentage is if this person makes an appearance what are the chances that they are the lead or what I consider an A appearance? Because I categorize them as A, B, C, and D. Lead, supporting, small, and off-screen. And A is a lead. Um, and this is right here is as, as a, the chances that they will be the lead in a sketch. So this is not a great chart if you're a versatile player. Um, this, is a, this is a chart for if, you know, if I'm coming out for this sketch, I'm the lead. So only cast member on here that's over 50% is Kate, which I think will surprise nobody. And at the bottom, we have Lauren and Punky, who I think I've you know clocked them at maybe one or two leads all season. Yeah, so so we have Kate uh, up at the top, 54.3, Cecily at 40.9, Beck at 40.7, Keenan at 36.1, and Ego at 32.6. Our bottom five, Chloe, Alex, Dismukes, Punky, and Lauren. And Dave, you are the perfect person to show a chart like this to, in my opinion, because mm. you've written sketches before, correct? Yeah, I've yes. done a lot of sketch shows. Exactly. So this is the thing. Like This is almost like if you took this, um, this chart is a representation of who the writers are writing for. So mm-hmm. every time that they sit down on a Monday or a Tuesday, right late into the night on a Tuesday, and then get together and go through read through on Wednesday, most you know fifty four and a half percent time that they're reading a Kate sketch, it's written for Kate. So I think this is a an indication on who the writers seem to enjoy writing for, and because of that, I would love you to break this down for us. Yeah, I'm also seeing a lot of people that write for themselves in the middle of the list. So you got people like Pete, Mikey, Chris, and Bowen who tend to write things for themselves uh, in the in the middle of the pack. So, yeah, it looks like uh, the, the, the top of the pack are getting a lot of help from the writing staff. Yeah, Mike, you want to you touch, touch on that a little bit? Because I think that basically what this would indicate, as Dave is saying, is that when you write for yourself, but then also have the added benefit of having these writers write for you, it's like it boosts you up this list. 
Of course. And I, you know, I agree. Dave's the perfect person to ask for this because it's, you know, who, if you write for yourself, do you enjoy having yourself be a supporting role? Like, I mean, I, Mikey is always, when him and Streeter write together, it seems like Mikey is reacting to things and that's like the sketch. So he's the, the lead host. of the sketch. Say that again. I wonder where generic host would be on this list. Um, that, that's a great, that's a great one. I can definitely get that for you. Um, yeah, because you have a lot of hosts um, that uh, can carry their own sketches like a Dan Levy. And then you've got a lot of ske- uh, hosts um, like, uh, like uh, I'm trying to think of somebody else who is, I think, uh, I think I had John Mulaney was, uh, had the highest host score this season. Right. Yeah. And maybe someone like Issa Rae who um, probably wasn't the lead in a lot of uh, the sketches. Uh, which I think Issa Rae I had had the lowest score of all the hosts yeah. this season. So great yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want I wonder if that um I'm curious where where generic host would be in here. Uh because you know, someone like a Mikey Day writes for the host, uh, so that Mikey can play uh second banana to the host in those sketches, which is not a bad track to take. That's what Seth did a lot uh in his a lot of his early years is write for him to support the host, which is not a not a dumb way to go about it. <laughs> You for sure. And and um Dave, I believe that Andrew Dismukes is from your neck of the woods. Yeah. And Austin, and yeah. you know Yeah, exactly. And he's a, a writer. He was a writer on the staff before he was a cast member, but he's at the bottom of the list. So what he's do you attribute that to? He's a stand-up uh that okay. got uh that as I think SNL's probably his first sketch experience whatsoever. So I think he probably had a um uh I, I am waiting for that weekend update. Um uh segment where we get to kind of learn who andrew's sense of humor is because he is one of the most original stand-ups i've ever seen live uh he is very weird and offbeat and certainly a great replacement for kyle um uh, eventually i think those 10 to 1 sketches gonna be dominated by andrew uh in the next couple couple years um so he will be writing for himself eventually but right now he seems to be playing second fiddle to uh the good neighbor guys yeah, see, that's that's such a great point and great insight from you that we wouldn't get from anyone else, which is, you know, a- Andrew is a great case study for this episode of By the Numbers, where we see he has basically a 91% increase in ranking to the second half of the year. Um, and we are seeing him mostly in those 10 to 1 roles. The numbers support exactly what you're saying. But with regards to what his style is as a cast member and how he, where people are going to remember him on the show, that we still haven't seen yet. Yeah, he's got like a very Dimitri Martin kind of uh, uh, stand-up mm. persona, very, very offbeat, very weird, very like, ooh, where's, you're, you're coming from a different place uh, than all of us. Um, I can't wait for that to come across. I hope he gets that chance to shine. You know, there's a lot of people that come to Saturday Night Live that they were brilliant at Second City or brilliant stand-ups, and what they ended up doing on Saturday Night Live had nothing to do with what got them there. I think Horatio Sands would be the number one person on my list for that who – when I saw him live at Second City, was the most. You just couldn't believe that there was somebody who can improvise like that. It seemed like his comedy's coming from another planet, and he never got. Maybe a couple times in those um, Frederick sketches, uh, right. you know, we got a little sense of what Horatio was capable of doing in front of a live audience, but never got like his due on Silent Live of like, y'all don't even know how good Horatio could be. Ah, that's that's fascinating. Um, I, those it goes the same way right now. I saw I go um, I goes one woman show came to uh, Austin Sketchfest a couple of years ago, and she did an hour solid of maybe a dozen characters, none of which I've seen on Saturday Night Live. Hmm. Okay, 
And, and you know, there there's going to be, as Mike said, this huge vacuum, I believe, coming into next year and maybe into the following year, too. So these are two players that you're telling us, giving us the the insider information that they have a lot of stuff that they have in their back pockets that they're ready to show. And I can't wait to see it. Um, but here's what we're going to do. So basically, guys, this is what we do on the By the Numbers show. We, we give you all the information. We give you the stats. Mike breaks them down. And then... We did something fun last time. We played a little bit of a game and Dave wasn't with us. So now we get to bring Dave into our game, which is very similar to daily fantasy. So if you're not a daily fantasy player, this is how it works. We're going to give you a $25 budget. We're going to let you know how much each cast member costs. And then you're going to have to put together your cast with however many players you would like, but it has to fit within budget. Mike, did I explain that correctly? That's right. Okay, <laughs> perfect. Uh, <laughs> let me bring that up on screen. So, Mike, have the values changed at all since the last time we did this? Uh, they have subtly, but um, do you want me to tell you what the differences are, or do you want to? Yeah. So, keep so it let's fresh? Go, let's go, let's go through them, and then um, l- let me let me read them out for for everybody who wants to play along, uh, who's listening on audio. Uh, so, at the five dollar level, we have Beck, eighty, Kate, and Keenan. At the $4 level, we have Mikey, Jost, and Che, who are not together. You can you can purchase them individually. Uh, Cecily, as well, at $4. At $3, we have Pete, Heidi, Kyle, and Ego. At $2, we have Chloe, Moffat, Chris, and Bowen. And then at $1.50, our lowest value, we have Dismukes, Lauren, and Punky, and then uh, Melissa. So, Mike, what are the changes between last time and this time? Um, we had uh, Keenan and 80 um, go up, had Mikey go up, and I think that's it. It was, pr- it was a pretty subtle change. Um, I, I, I brought Jost down, so now Jost and Che were, are even. I, I think it's just based on in the um, season 46A portion that Jost was always entertaining the desk piece, um, so he was just dominating screen time. So... Uh, it's kind of leveled out a little bit. We've had uh, some some shorter updates and had a little more equity with Joe and Che entertaining the uh, the guest. So now that they're they're about even now. So um, Joe's moved down, Mikey moved up, and Keenan and Eighty moved up. Right. So basically what we're saying, guys, is that if you purchased, if you were listening to our last podcast and you purchased a Keenan or an 80 at $4, they're much more expensive now. So that was a good buy. Um, you know, if you were going to sell them now, uh, same thing with Mikey, who moved up from three to $4. But if you purchase Colin Jost, because you're like, oh, I got to have Colin. Well, he's actually down now. So it's worth purchasing Colin now at $4, maybe if he goes back up to five. So all interesting things to think about. We're going to put this out on Twitter as well. So you can send us your cast space on these values but i think we gave dave enough time so dave do you have a cast that you would like to to pitch to us based on this dollar values so is this like for season 47 or is this like you guys are done don't even come back for the rest of the season (laughs) well what would you like it to be i guess season 47 because i want people to get their last shows all right let's do it all right um first i'm going to go um and get my uh my main core women because i think uh having a, a strong female nucleus uh, to your cast is so very important. And so I'm going to lock in Cecily, Heidi, and Ego right off the bat. Um, I think that's a triumvirate that you cannot beat uh, in terms of um, talent and versatility. 
Um, I'm gonna uh, just take all the number twos. Um, so that's uh, that's four for Cecily, three for Heidi and Ego. I'm gonna take all the number twos. You got Chloe, Alex, Bowen, and Chris. Easy pickups for the twos. I'm gonna pick up uh, Mikey for the writing, uh, and uh, I'm gonna grab Andrew and Punky off the low list. Uh, and I'm gonna throw Alex and, and since I lose uh, Joseph and Shay, I'm gonna throw Alex and Punky on the weekend update desk. Mm. That's very interesting. Okay, that's different than what we what we had previously. Um, so just read out just one more time everybody who is on your cast. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So I've got a ten person cast. Um, I'm gonna say goodbye to a lot of the old guard because uh, I'm ready to move on. Um, I'm gonna keep just like very important people uh, that I think are core uh, from those senior cast members. So I've got Cecily, Heidi, Ego, Mikey, Chloe, Alex, Bowen, Chris, Red. Dismukes and Punky. It's great, great cast, great, great calls. Um, you, got, you got, you got, still have Alex in there for Biden. Uh, he's going to do double duty on Biden and Waken Update, and Punky is going to also do double duty on Kamala and Update. Mm, that's interesting. Okay, um, Mike, do, I know I, I did. I don't remember exactly what your cast was last time, but give me your cast this time. Is there anyone that you do you want to do? Do you want to play the game, or do you want to just tell me who you would like to pick from the list? <laughs> I mean, I'm a little biased because like I know the values of the dollars, but um, I also base it on. Um, I guess I'll ask. I'll ask Dave. I mean, is is there anyone you did not pick solely because? you believe they will not be there next season? No, not solely. Um, I think I the hardest cut for me was Che because uh, I love Michael Che, but I think the, the Jost Che era is over and I'm ready to move on to uh, the new guard. And I think that is that is part of that is letting go of Kyle and Beck and AD and Kate and Keenan and Ch- Cho, uh, Jost and Che. But I am too enamored with cecily to ever let her go and uh, she becomes my new keenan all right fair enough so i i played the game as between now and the finale because you know we're we're basing this show on this season and so i'm going to play it based on what i think the numbers are telling me you know the numbers don't lie i'm i'm not playing favorites i'm just playing on what i think um the data has told us thus far so my team is um, Kate and Beck because they they dominate basically every show. I mean, if, if I'm going to spend my $5, I'm going to spend it on Kate and Beck. Um, and then I have, I, I bypassed, I think I might have done this last time, John, when we played with Andy, but I'm, I bypassed the, uh, the second tier, the $4 um, range. Uh, I got my value at, in the threes. So I picked Ego, Pete, and Heidi. Um, that's three out of the four in the third tier. And then I, I picked up Chloe and Bowen who are entering year three next year. If we're playing, um, you know, along the lines with what Dave said, it still works. And for this season, I, I, I like, um, Chloe and Bowen and, uh, and Chris. So I did not, I strayed away from the, uh, the $4 and the, the second tier and the last tier, which is the one fifties. Um, they're great value because they have so much upshot. Um, but I'm going to pick, I'm going to go into the threes and couple twos, couple five. So again, that's Kate McKinnon, Beck Bennett, Ego Wodum, Pete Davidson, Heidi Gardner, 
Uh, Chloe Feynman, Bowen Yang, and Chris Red. That's my, that's my squad. I'm going with. Yeah, that, that's a, it's a good squad too. And I think that I don't remember exactly the uh, the people that I picked last time, but I think I picked seven, which is kind of crazy. Uh, maybe it was eight or seven because I love smaller casts in general. You know, I'm just looking at the list. I don't think I can do that this time. I'm gonna I'm gonna redo this and then I'm gonna mark it down. We'll we'll I'll remember for next time exactly what I did this time. Um, so I divided it into my female cast and my male cast, trying to get to 25. And here's my female cast. So you know, I'll start at the beginning. Uh, the new players that I want to see sticking around females, I got Punky and Chloe. Those are our two feature players that you know. I'm I've seen a lot from Chloe. I'm so impressed with her. I want to see more from Punky. I have to decide between Lauren and Punky. I just really don't know anything about Lauren, unfortunately. And I hope to learn that in the next six episodes. That's like one of my big things. Give me something from Lauren besides one update piece. Um, so that would uh, be that. And then I chose Heidi and Ego, who I think are really, you know, the future of the show. Um, they're they kill everything they do. And so so my four females that I have for my cast. Uh, of nine is Chloe, Ego, Heidi, and Punky. So those are my females. Then my males. So I have Keenan sticking around. I'm just a big Keenan guy. I've always been. Um, I, I have no problem keeping him there. If he sticks around, you know, another 20 years, so be it. Um, I love hearing from Keenan. Um, and then I I kept Che. I really felt like it was, you know, I think Che is at the point now and I never would have said this when he started, but I think he's at the point now where I could see him anchoring update by himself. And I think that maybe the direction we're heading if we lose Colin this year is we're going to open up 47 with Che anchoring update by himself. So I, I'm okay to keep him around as my update. Um, and then I have three other guys that are sticking around with us. And that would be Pete, who I never would have said before season 46. But I love this reinvigorated Pete, the one that everyone's saying deserves an Emmy, the one that's doing all these crazy characters. Give me that version of Pete moving forward. Give me Moffat to play Biden and give me Dismukes and, and Dave, I know you're going to smile at that, but I really, you know, I love to see that moving forward. We have, I picked a cast of nine with three featured players and, you know, a couple veterans and a couple middle of the pack. I really, you know, there's some age diversity here and, you know, there's a lot of interesting people to move forward with. So that's my cast of nine, Punky, Heidi, Ego, Chloe, Alex Moffat, Andrew Dismukes, Pete, Keenan, and Che. So that would be my cast of nine moving forward. Mike, any thoughts? <laughs> Well, I'll ask you what I asked Dave. Is is this going by the the remainder of season forty six, or is this for you know this is your future bet? Look, uh, it's 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 really hard to answer that question because, like, for example, you have someone like Bowen, who I do think is absolutely fantastic, and it's like, where do you fit a Bowen in? Um, I don't. I'm not ready to lose Bowen. So when I say like this is my cast that I'm choosing, I'm not saying hey, everyone else deserves to be kicked off to the show. That's not <laughs> what we're saying at all. We're just saying if we gave you a hypothetical, here's twenty five dollars. Here's the cast you have to pick. I think this is the cast that I see as versatile that I would love to see moving forward. That I think would produce killer episodes, uh, whether that be at the end of forty six or in to 47 um so yeah that's that's my two cents on that i think both of you guys have great squads <laughs> exactly so look um it's up on screen for anyone who's watching on youtube uh to write down the values um if you're listening along i hope you did as well um i'll read it out one more time for anyone else who wants to play the game and we're going to post this on twitter as well to get your responses send us your casts i know mike loves to see them so uh five dollar value we got beck 80 kate and keenan four is mikey colin che and cecily three is pete heidi kyle and ego two dollars chloe moffitt chris and bowen dollar 
$1.50 is Dismukes, Lauren, Punky, and Melissa. So let us know what you think for those cast members. Um, yeah, and that will do it for the By the Numbers show. Let me start with asking Dave, do you feel like you learned something tonight? Oh, for sure. I, I learn everything all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were really excited to have you on the show. Um, we always love hearing from Angie Hogland as well. But it, but yeah, it's, it's really cool to have somebody else on the show to break down the numbers with who's nerdy about SNL like all of us. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what's happening in Texas with you have a sketch festival coming up? We have Austin Sketch Fest. Normally, it's uh, in person. We've had some amazing Austin Sketch Fests. We've had Tim Robinson. We've had Paul F. Tompkins uh, come down for Sketch Fest. Uh, we had Anthony Tamanek and uh, James Adomian do a Trump uh, versus Biden um, uh, debate last year. But last year, uh, since the pandemic happened, we went online. So this year, we're going to do an online Sketch Festival uh, out of Cold Town Theater. It's on our Twitch channel, Cold Town TV twitch.tv slash TV, and uh, we have Meg Stalter uh, and Atsuko Akatsuka and um, a podcast from Kevin Pollack and Craig Kikowski uh, as well as uh, troops from UCB and Second City and Improv Olympic and Westside Comedy Theater uh, and all over Austin as well so uh, sketch comedy galore it's April 22nd through the 25th on uh, Twitch cold town's channel and uh yeah you can also support cold town theater's mission uh we're going to try to get a new space we lost our space in october uh from the pandemic but we're going to get a new space for next year so if you're interested in helping us out you can always check us out at cold town c-o-l-d-t-o-w-n-e and uh throw us a couple bucks on paypal uh, or join a patreon actually be, probably be a lot better on patreon to get something for your money uh and help us out uh help us find a new space yeah, yeah, we we really hope that a lot of people do, and I can't wait to watch the uh, the sketch festival. I think that's uh, it's always fun to check out everything you have going on. And then, Dave, if people want to reach out to you or, or see what you're up to on social media, uh, where can people check out your Twitter and stuff? Oh, at Dave Buckman. Uh, okay. Please check me out on uh, Instagram or Twitter uh, or Facebook uh, or Messenger. I'm responsive. Uh, or check out at Cold Town as well. C o l d t o w n e. Great. And, and once again, uh, I, you know, with everything that happened in Texas over the last few weeks, uh, so happy that you and your family are okay. So uh, thank you for coming back on the show and, and really glad to hear that. Um, Mike, so, you know, in the last couple of months, you, you started up your own Twitter account where you've been posting some of the data that we've been producing on the shows. And it's really cool that people can now reach out to you directly. Can you tell our listeners about that? Sure, I, I am. You can reach me on Twitter at SNL Mike Murray. So you can find me on there. If you have a specific question, I, I typically can give you the answer, if it's, especially if it's based on this season. Um, so I'm, I'm posting, you know, uh, a lot of data on there and I'm always looking for new um, angles to take to find stats that, you know, don't exist anywhere else in the world. Um, that's the whole goal uh, that I've been doing is to uh, create, as John said at the top of the show, like a completely objective um, completely accurate depiction of what we're seeing on the show, whether that passes the eyeball test or not, is why we do these kind of shows because it's fun to talk about. Um, so you can find me on there. Um, and I still I, I post you know some SNL history and SNL videos. I'm I'm planning on making some some best ofs of this season for each of the cast members. Um, so you can find me um, on there and and see them because. You know, it's, it's fun to take, we talk about SNL in a very macro way. It's been on for over 900 episodes now. Um, 
So it's it's fun to really um, dive deep into this season because it's going to go by and we're going to call it the COVID season and it'll be done and we'll go, we'll move on. So I want to really, uh, you know, appreciate what we're seeing now and we'll look back and, you know, and hopefully next year we'll, we're doing this podcast and we'll, we'll see you um, what's changed, but you can find me on there and I'll post the uh, full rankings of each episode and uh, in between I'll post other stats that I find. Yeah. Thank you so much, Mike, for all that you do uh, to help us out. It's it's really appreciative. And you can uh, you can reach out to him at SNL Mike Murray for all of those uh, statistics, like we said, uh, for everything that's going on in SNL stats. So if you if you missed it at the beginning, I'm just going to say one more time. We had a great show with the super fans last week. If you love digital shorts, I know I do. I was super jealous I wasn't on this show because I love talking about the digital shorts. Uh, I don't know. I, I think the digital shorts changed my life, but we could talk about that another time just because of the impact that they've had on me and my uh, my versions of some of the digital shorts that are deep, deep down the internet rabbit hole at this point. But, uh, you know, that's a great show if you want to check it out to talk about them and hand out some awards. And I am so excited for the next show we are going to be doing next week. So like I said, next Sunday, March 21st, join us on the SNL YouTube channel at 8 p.m. Eastern. We have two teams competing against each other in SNL trivia. It's going to be really fun. We have James Stevens and Sammy K hosting. I'll be around there. I'll be producing the show. And, uh, you know, we're going to we're going to have some fun. We're going to have some great banter about the different eras of the show and test out. We have six players coming to play in the different rounds to see how well they know SNL trivia. And there will be some games happening in the chat as well. So I think it's a fun time for any SNL fan. If you love the shows we are producing and you uh, you check them out every week or, or if this is your first time joining us, uh, please give us a follow at SNL Stats on Twitter or Instagram and subscribe to us on YouTube or any podcatcher. It really helps people find the show. So I'm really appreciative of all of that. And then the last thing I wanted to say is that we now have a club on Clubhouse, which is exciting. So if, you, if you've if you been on Clubhouse uh, before and, or you don't know what it is, it is basically a social audio app where people can you know have conversations in different rooms. Um, and we have a bunch of our personalities from SNL Stats all on Clubhouse right now. You just search SNL Superfans on Clubhouse. Join our club. We're going to be there You know when they announce the new hosts that are coming up. We'll be there to talk about them. So... It's very, very exciting that we're on Clubhouse. Please join us there. We also have some alumni of the show who are in our club, so it'll be fun to talk to them as well. So for everybody who's joined us tonight, uh, we thank you so much, and we will see you next time. Have a great week, everybody. Talk to you soon. But we're here for the numbers as well. So let's get statistical, so unpredictable here on SNL.